the Professionally Speaking Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Professionally Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan J. Warner, executive trainer and coach. And with me today is Joe Geraldo. He is a professional EOS implementer, and he's also a very successful entrepreneur with multiple exits. We're very lucky to have him on. Joe, thanks so much for coming and welcome to the show. Ah, thanks, Ryan. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Yeah, we're always so happy to hear from our entrepreneurial guests and people who have gone out and kind of blaze their own trail. So before we get too far into it, tell us a little bit about what your situation's like right now and what you do day to day. Ooh, that's a, a great question. It, it it definitely wasn't part of the plan. It uh but I definitely feel it's right. I think the the best way to kind of explain my profession. So as a professional EOS implementer, I work pretty deeply with leadership teams and helping them get everything they want out of their business. I know that's very general <laughs> in saying, but it's kind of inspiring if you think about what that means. Like think about who you are as a business person and what is everything you want, right? And after owning five businesses of my own and you know seeing them go through that life cycle when you let go of them you kind of go through a grieving period like it, there's there's this element of like what did i just do <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're angry like why did i give up right and then, mm. and then all of a sudden there's that realization you have that look at how much i learned and look at what and look at the deep relationships i made so what I think everything, there's, there's kind of five things that I look at or expect from a successful business. Like when you try to answer that question and, and the five things I've learned are do what you love and with the people you love while making a huge difference, being compensated appropriately and having time for other passions. Like if, if you could answer yes, and this is what I do for all five of those things, that's again, everything I want out of my business. And that's <laughs> really what I've learned to do through EOS. So it's what I discovered through ES, even just with my own companies, which is this operating system that holds you accountable to do exactly that. That's awesome. Thank you for that answer. As you were speaking, there were so many thoughts that came to mind. Most recently, when you were outlining those five things, I was envisioning in my head like a Rubik's Cube of someone trying to fit it all together because I imagine there's millions of people around the world that have some oh of my those, gosh. but not all of them. And it's hard to hold yourself accountable to it because uh, like running an entrepreneurial business, it's, it's one thing to dare to dream. But to have the focus and discipline to live that dream in a healthy way, I don't know about you, but when, when I've, I think of my first business, software company, right? Literally a cocktail napkin idea that I said, oh, I want to do this for a living and we're going to be the next Apple. And then all of a sudden, here I am, maybe three years later, I've spent a lot of money. I don't have as enough, enough customers that I want to have. Um, I'm, I have gaps in my team. You know, now try to answer those five questions when you got timelines. <laughs> you got timelines that need to be due. You got, you got to make payroll. A lot easier said than done, right? And, uh, and I do find that it's, it takes a lot of practice. 
but you have to be very intentional because it pretty it's really easy to say this ain't worth it anymore and and to get into that mind frame and um entrepreneurialism is not for the faint of heart i think I, that's uh, like you, you gotta you gotta get it want it and have that drive in yourself that because no one else is going to give you that energy right and so yeah it's uh but if you can hold yourself accountable to those things every day you do find a kindness you do find a patience that kind of says hey this is our moment to kind of shine through and really learn from this experience and find what's special about us right so that we can do more and so i i like that inspirational way of handling pressure i always have <laughs> yeah you touched on something you touched on a couple things there the first thing i wanted to kind of drill down into is the entrepreneurial mindset and kind of the the persona or even the the temperament frankly that it takes to be a successful entrepreneur i mean i've i've worked with a number of them i'm sure you have as well and yeah so, yeah, so many of them, they're they're very like it takes a certain type of individual. Like you said, it's it's an oh my even, goodness. Yeah, yeah, Gary V said something similar. He said it's not for everyone. Like it's an emotional roller coaster. You have to be really driven and and beyond. There's a lot of driven people out there that are just like, yeah, that's still not for me. Like there's just so many curveballs yeah. and and things that come with it that it, yes. it really is not like not, if you're not cut out for it you're not cut out for it. it's not nothing negative it's just yeah. it's not for everyone well it, it's funny right because there's a level of discipline that needs to be there if you're going to be a healthy entrepreneur right mm -hmm. if you choose to be healthy but our mo like underneath the hood if you like dude like don't look in my mind, right? Because there's like way too many things happening at once. As soon as someone says one thing, I'm thinking 50 others that are like 3,000 steps ahead. It's a mess in there, right? Mm. And and if you don't focus that energy, it can get really out of control. It can be at the expense of really important relationships. It could be at the expense of your own health. There's so many things that this wonderful ball of it, you know, I, I was given this amazing analogy. If you think about the sun, right? Yeah. Billions of kilowatts of, of, of energy, right? Just careening into the universe. And then here we are on Earth, and if you and I are standing outside in the sun too long with all that energy being out there, the worst you and I are going to get is a sunburn, mm -hmm. right? Now, take a few kilowatts of energy and focus it and hone it, and you can cut through diamond and steel, right? Because you've caused it to be that laser. That's the same thing with entrepreneurial energy. Like we're all radiant when we, when we have that, like if you ask an entrepreneur that's dared to dream about something, it's endless, it's boundless, it's heading in all directions and it's just out there. But when they focus, it's insane, right? You just like, how did you see that shot of um, Bezos's office? Like when he started Amazon where oh, yeah, he's like yeah. in this right in that yeah. concrete room and you just see amazon and spray paint yeah. on on the wall what is that company now like how does it even work how did they how did they get a little thing that i buy for 10 bucks on my doorstep in less than two days right like it's just insane it, the the focus it would have taken 
to do that. And, and in fact, and the level of trust Bezos would have to have in delegating his vision to other people, because there's no way Bezos did that all on his own. Zero chance, right? So think of the complexity of all that stuff and, and how important it is for entrepreneurs to focus. Absolutely. And speaking of that, I've just passed that part yesterday in, in the, the book. They mentioned that analogy of yes. the sun and laser. And that's a great analogy. I mean, it, it really is. Sometimes it's difficult for people to determine what to focus on, but that's where people yes. like come in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, 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 it really is. Because it, if, if someone is so compelled and so brave and so courageous that they're willing to bet everything on their idea, which that takes a certain kind of someone to be able to do that and back it up. They're not looking for someone to templatize their idea or hold it because they're going to look at that as it holding it back. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's got to be a way to kind of handle how they react to their own energy so that they're not, they're, they're not being forced into something that maybe stands in the way it creates a barrier from them realizing their true potential. So yeah, th and that's really what I saw in this book. And, and I will say, I will share with you, it took me five businesses before I finally picked up that book. And Traction, right? the book we're speaking Yeah, about. the book Traction, yes, by Gino Wickman. Um, and everything that my profession now is based on is, is in the learnings of this book. But in my business, I remember my, for that software company, like I said, like I dreamt it in my head. So I was being asked to clarify things like what, what's related to what, and what is this thing going to do? What it's going to be the best at, right? So I didn't want anyone getting in my head and getting in my way or doubting me. I, I, I just want them to do what I said, right? Just so that it could it get there. And that gets unhealthy really quick because you, you put blinders on, you stop listening, you stop learning. And I remember it was one, my business partner who was probably really frustrated with me, um, handed me that book. And it wasn't until after I sold it and even four businesses later that I finally picked it up and, and discovered it. But it's amazing, but that's, that's a truth too about entrepreneurialism. We're not ready to listen until we're, we're truly ready inside. Right and um, willing to accept that. Uh, I uh, ever since I've started this journey, I probably outside of my like uh, post secondary, I just read the required reading, right? Like all the textbooks <laughs> and all those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then when when it came to uh, being an entrepreneur. I just laser folks. I go, what is anyone going to tell me that I need to know? Like, no one knows my business like I do. I just got to focus. And I literally put my blinders on for nearly 20 years. And, but in the last, I started my business in September of this year. And I've read 40 books now. And Traction was one of them. And, oh my goodness, when I started realizing how many people have figured such things out and explained it with such clarity that I can even apply it to myself. 
Oh my goodness. That's a one regret. I'm not a big regret guy, but that is a regret that I didn't accept help when I, when I needed it most. I didn't learn to do that um, for those businesses. At least I'm completely grateful for where I am right now. I'm just uh, drinking from the fire hose and loving every minute of it. But, but back then I sure as heck could have handled having that knowledge shared with me. I, I definitely needed it. Well, I mean, I'm, I think that's universal. I, I would imagine that's across the board. Mark Manson, <laughs> uh, he wrote that book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F- And yes. yeah, and, and, and he says it often that he said, I'm not in the business of changing minds. He's like, I'm planting seeds because I know that that seed's not going to grow today. It'll grow when the time comes for it. Like in, yes. and, and that's kind of like what I... I think about too, when I'm working with clients and when I'm doing my trainings, like if, if tomorrow they might not start instantly applying as much as I'd like them to. Right. Exactly. But down the road at some point, it's yeah. going to, it's going to click. And, and I'm yeah. the same. I mean, I didn't write for years. A friends yeah. of mine, colleagues, clients were telling me, you got to write a book. You got to write a book. And I never yeah. did. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. One day. And then the one morning I woke up and I was having a cup of coffee and it clicked. I was, yeah, I got to write a book. And then I did. Yeah. I should have listened to them four years earlier, but you know. It's it's funny, right? Like you know, with kids and learning, I'm just, I, I'm always fascinated by their journey. And, and you know, it, and there's, I will say there's many that have taken the hard road and there's many that kind of just like had that natural focus about them just even in my small family too, right? But the, And they've all been unique. But to your point, I, I, it, there was a, there's a parenting book that we actually use the lessons from that to kind of speak with our leaders. And, and there's three things that they say to, um, to key in on when people are learning. And, and I think it, it, it's neat. It, it, so one thing is handful of rules, not, you know, have three to five consistent, rules that allow someone to take a situation and just handle it properly, right? Not 33 or 55 rules, just three to five, a handful. Simplicity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the next is repeat yourself often. And if you think about that for kids, when you're, you know, hey, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Right? Like that, that whole, <laughs> well, they say, talking about planting seeds, that it takes seven times for someone to hear something for the first time. Yeah, sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And think of that from a leadership or even parenting standpoint too. Right. Cause you know, you, you'll even think about it as leader. Like, look, we discussed this, <laughs> we discussed this multiple times and you're still doing what we're not, we didn't agree to do, right? Mm-hmm. And think of the energy of that, right? But if you know it's seven times as this is now the fourth time we've done it, now think of the patience that that brings. Now it's just like going, hey, now you're getting it. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. We're on the fourth time. You're only, ha- you just passed halfway there. Keep it going. I'm sure you'll, we'll have to re- do this, but you're getting it. Keep going. See how patient that is. And it really connected with me, especially for my kids. And I needed to hear that. And and it was great to hear that because there's a grace to that, right? And it also makes someone else 
your team member feel safe enough that, hey, I'm on track on the journey. It's not because, you know, Joe is told, this is what Joe's supposed to do. He's supposed to tell me this is my fourth time, right? Mm. So there's something beautiful about that. And then the third one is be consistent. Do what you say, right? And it's just important for us to just follow through on, on what we've agreed that we and committed on that we need to be successful. So those three rules that work for parents <laughs> also need, need to be applied in our, in our leadership teams, right? And uh, yeah, it, it was a neat, neat thing. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Drawing those connections later on, like you said, as, as a parent. So you mentioned earlier where you yeah. are now as a professional EOS implementer, the um, yeah. entrepreneurial operating system. That's yes. not what you had envisioned. What did you have envisioned when you were a young man or when you were you know, an adolescent? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I thought so. With that software company, um, one of the best things I heard, but probably the worst things I believed was um, we made prop, uh, Profit Magazines. We hit number 16 on Profit Magazine's top 500 growth companies in Canada, right? Okay, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, right? Like that. Yeah, and that's exactly what I believed. So it it set my expectation of that. So I had this great idea that was really making a difference, right? It was safety-based. So we were making sure, you know, this was right before software as a service came out. So, you know, um, we were bringing this service where if someone, if someone uh, was doing a particular job, it would serve up the most current information so that they could do that job well, right? And we, whether that's policies and procedures and or training or or just even saying, hey, your certifications is late and you need to be up to up to date before you're you're ready to do this job. I love that idea because that was hard work. Like there, it takes a an army of people to, to aggregate all that information and, and make sure. And that's why people were getting hurt at the job. So I just, I love this idea, right? Like, and as you can see, I still love it, but it, I couldn't wait for this thing to go. But at the same time, Apple just came out with the iPad the iPod, not even the iPhone yet. It was the iPod, right? So, and they were hitting trajectories created. And then they came up with the iPhone. So I was trying to keep pace with that energy. I was just like going, mm. what? We only have 100,000 users on this thing? What's wrong with us? What are we doing wrong? There's over, there's 30 million people in Canada. Why, why are we not doing more, right? So I, that, I think if I was left to my wiles, I would have died trying to conquer the world and and <laughs> and, uh, and doing that. Yeah, that, that, that's where I probably would have kept going. And and I'm not a guy that gives up. I love pursuing things, so I would have just kept going. So, but and that's why I'm so thankful about EOS because it really showed me just because you're daring to dream about something, the importance of intention and really understanding what it is that matters so that you can focus your energy to keep yourself on that track, mm -hmm. right? And so for me today, 
after running the business that I have and having five children and, and a wife that still loves me, <laughs> who's a high performer herself, I, I want to be able to stay engaged, still like love helping other business owners uh, pursue their dreams. And, and I like trying to help keep them balanced too. Because I've seen the burnout. I've seen when you go all in, it's not healthy. You, you, and, and it's hard to look at yourself in the mirror in that way. But if you make the hard calls along the way and you do hold yourself accountable to health, the deep relationships and the gratitude you get from that, yeah, this, this is like my dream job now. That sounds great. And I think the, the young people, well, all people, but especially mm-hmm. you know people coming up now, uh, some people who are, dare I say, a little impatient and things like that, think, oh. yeah, one lesson that needs to be learned for everyone is it's a process. Yes. You have to go through it. There, there sometimes is no shortcut. The journey is the destination, so to speak. So true. Right. Like, so I, I didn't know if I shared with you, like I, I also am an avid mixed martial artist, right? So okay. I've, 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 I've fought competitively in mixed martial arts. Right. And so I've been through that whole, get the black belt, right. That whole oh, thing. Nice. Yeah. Well, you know, you, if you're really smart, someone can, you know, if they document it really well, they can hand you all the moves and you could probably study them for about six months and you go, Hey, I know what a triangle choke is. I know, I know what a crescent kick is and and all those things. Right. But that's not mastery. Is it right? Like just that knowledge is you're not, you're not going to be able to get in the ring with somebody and actually perform just because you have that knowledge. And that's the same with business, right? Mm -hmm. You can get your MBA. You can know exactly how to do a performa properly and how it, the perfect balance is from EBIT and, and, and uh, true costs. I, I get it. Like you can figure all that stuff. I get it. No, yeah, move on. No, you've got to master it. Mm-hmm. You've, got to, you've, got to, you've got to have that discipline to be able to know that you have the capacity in yourself to wield that knowledge properly. And, and that's why it's so great that you, you recognize that it's a journey to that road to mastery, right? And, and for, for the businesses that like in terms of this system, EOS and that book traction, I think he sold over 1.4 million copies of this book, right? So a lot of people have read it. Um, 180,000 businesses have picked up that book and said, I get it. And I've started dabbling, right? And applying it and go, yeah, I get it. I'm doing it, right? I've done it to 180,000, right? Huge impact. There's 18,000 businesses to date that have gone through the pure EOS mastery side of this. So hiring a professional to take them through their journey of learning, teaching them the true intent of these tools, keeping them simple, but also helping them with their coaching them and with their blind spots saying, Hey, with what, what you've applied so far, you're halfway there. But by the way, that's on track. We're only at three months into your journey right now. This you're supposed to be at this point. And that's, that's the difference between being someone that knows martial arts and being a pro fighter. 
Mm -hmm. right? That's that journey of truly having the experience to apply. The biggest thing that I, I find with these systems is it's actually not about me or you as individuals getting great at this. It's about getting great at it with your team. And if you can have the humility to know that that's what mastery is, that's when your business does things you realize you could never have done alone. And that's, that's truly, truly what I discovered with my businesses and, and this system. And that's why I love being an implementer because I get to just listen to someone dare to dream about where they're going. And then all I have to do is hold them accountable to just like going, well, then do your exercises so that you're ready. Like, just make sure you're there, man. Like, because your big fight's coming up. Yeah, so yeah. get this done, right? So, yeah, it's a, it, it's a, it's a beautiful spot. You, you, um, there's something about having that compassion and wisdom, but also empowering people with tools that you just like go, wow, that, that team did it way better than I've ever seen it before. Right. Like uh, there's something about giving that gift, that discipline, that the result is amazing ideas going out there and making a difference in the world. Yeah. So I, I have a feeling I'm not going to retire from this one. <laughs> I really enjoy it. <laughs> All right. Being that this is the professionally speaking podcast, we have to ask the, the standard yeah. question here. Tell yeah. us how communication how important is it in your role now and how important has it been in your career so far in your different because you have five different businesses so. oh my goodness yeah yeah it it i it, the businesses in order to hit volumes you have to be able to connect with your desired audience right and 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 you need to be able to repel the ones that don't don't get it Right. And so communication has been everything, like whether I was being a leader or whether I'm representing a, a product or service that I'm hoping will seek out and, and connect with those that, that will be passionate towards it. And I would say at first, for me, it was about storytelling. Right. And just being able to share real life experiences so that folk and, and know that you're planting seeds. I think like what you were saying before, that you're just going to trust that if it connects with someone, they're going to decide when they're going to water that idea, right? Mm -hmm. And so that, that was one major part of that. But what I've really learned um, through this is if you can truly apply those stories in context with clarity as to when someone needs to hear them, that's the game changer on the communication part. So, and, and the biggest thing that I've seen is I have to listen first, seek to understand, seek to understand my audience. Uh, like, especially in my business, you know, you're meeting people that are so ready to succeed with their idea and, and they've heard all the naysayers there so they're naturally putting up barriers around themselves that are just like going if you tell me no i'm out right like so that you can you can see that they're, they're not going to accept anything because they, they've got to protect their psyche 
And so making them feel safe enough to be heard is so important. And, and in that communication, having the humility to ask curious questions until you feel, until, until that person comes back to you and says, that's right, you got it, you get me. That's when you can, that's when what value you can bring is perfect timing for them too. And that's what I really focus in on. And all I, and it is quite simple. All I do is actually keep asking questions until I fall in love with what I'm hearing too. Right? <laughs> so that's the communication <laughs> secret. Keep asking questions. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I hope that answered your question, but yeah, that's, that, that is exactly what I've learned. Uh, Communication is everything. You need to be on the same page. It needs to connect. Um, it's so important that you, it, because uh, there's nothing we can't achieve just by ourselves. We need to collaborate. Um, so, and communication is a perfect vehicle for that. I love asking that question because I, I kind of half know what the answer is going to be of how important it is, especially you know being in my, in my job as a professor sure. and also as a, a coach, but. At the same time, I love hearing how different stories, different experiences can outline mm. just how important that is. I mean, it's it still shocks me to this day of how many people overlook. They just expect that their team, their, the new person they've empowered to be their COO or their whoever. Yes. Yeah, they, they must be great communicators because they're great at their job. So they must be effective as a communicator as well, right? And then they come. Yeah. Well, it it you know, just know it, like we're in this kind of be careful, you know, it can go all wrong, you know, <laughs> like, um, and you might not be prepared and, and like, you know, people are in jobs right now and, and some of them are questioning, is this even worth it? Like, or do I need to change my, like, we're in this w distracted where people are almost seeking purpose. Right. And, and communication is so important to really create that safe place for people to be vulnerable enough, right? You know, we've got a term now called quiet quitting, mm -hmm. right? So people are like shutting it down emotionally, mm -hmm. but they're going through the motions, mm -hmm. right? And, uh, and how scary is that for business when, when, you know, if you ask any organization that is successful what percentage of value would they put on their team? I bet you it's probably the majority, right? Of, <laughs> yeah. of that percentage, right? Yeah. And if and if half if 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 key people are gonna leave because they just don't love it anymore, that's pretty scary. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think being truly able to create a safe place, but to feed and inspire energy out of folks so that they can fall in love because sometimes we just need to just fall in love again and just recharge those and, and communication is the best place for that real conversations right uh yeah yeah that's uh yeah you spurned some thought there man that was a good question <laughs> all right thank you joe we're, we're coming up to the uh the end of the podcast and again we thank you so much for your time but Last yeah. question we ask all yeah. of our guests, if you had a time machine and you can go back to an 18-year-old Joe and you can share one message with him, what would you tell him? 
I would, I would tell them, accept the help you need. You don't know. You don't have to know everything. Mm, good message. Yeah. Good message. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to elaborate on that? I'll give you a, a, the final yeah. word here. Yeah. I, it's like, I, I, I think um, it takes great vulnerability to truly see your, your strength and, and also to see your blind spots and you have to let go of your ego to be able to accept the help you need. Um, and those things, especially if you're a hard worker and, and, and you've really invested in yourself, so it, it's one thing to say it, but it's, one th it's another thing to truly believe it. And I would be a lot more caring with myself and just saying, hey, be in the moment because, you know, these relationships, uh, they're who you, who you need and want to really succeed. So just, just accept it and, and don't feel like you got to be everything. Great message. Great message. Awesome. All right, Joe. Well, that wraps up our podcast for today. Thank you again so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. I'm sure speak for my listeners as well. And awesome. for all you for all you listeners out there, we wish you success in your future speaking endeavors. 